How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. I'm Glennon Doyle, author of Untamed and host of the podcast, We Can Do Hard Things. On We Can Do Hard Things, my wife, Abby, my sister, Amanda, and I talk honestly about the hard parts of life. Join us and guests like Michelle Obama, Tracy Ellis Ross, and Brene Brown as we have refreshingly honest conversations. New episodes are out every Tuesday and Thursday. So listen to and follow We Can Do Hard Things, an Odyssey podcast, available now for free on the Odyssey app and everywhere you get your podcasts. Talk New York sports with us. 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook all right, let's go. 103, one hour down, four more to go on our midnight ride to 5 a.m. Me and you yelling about things that just, you know, I mean, just nonsense. That guy is so lost. The idea good players don't win is just such a... What should, what should they do? What should they do? What should they do? Bring in bad players? Like build a team with lesser people? That's what uh, that's what we've been complaining about. That's literally what we've been complaining about. That they're building team with lesser people. Like you go out there and get the best players. Yeah, forget about money. Can you afford everybody else? Yeah. What, what are you going to do? Put an all put put a just below a all star average player at every position, so you feel better about it. No superstars. A team with no superstars. Let me tell you something. Derek Jeter is a superstar. He's arguably the greatest shortstop of all time. Like I just, and I, and I and I hate to tell you this, but yeah, I mean the hindsight being twenty twenty, sure he won all those championships. Obviously, I love him. I love Derek Jeter. But you know, if you watch the nineteen ninety five season, and then we're picking a team and said let's go with Derek Jeter because you know I feel like he's better than Alex or more suited to win, you're out of your mind. It worked out that way. You have no idea what... Same thing. We The same talk about that 90s team. We have no idea what would happen if Buck Showalter was still the manager and they didn't fire him and they brought in and, and didn't bring in Joe Torre. You have no idea. Do I think they win all the, the same amount of championships? Probably not. I don't know. Do they still win some? Do they win more? I don't know. No one will ever know. Buck is a fine manager and that team was loaded. So, I mean, Joe Torre was the perfect guy at the perfect time. So, obviously, it worked out. And I wouldn't change a thing. But... If they if they drafted Alex Rodriguez instead of Derek Cheetah, does that team not win anything? Are you sure about that? Because they couldn't win with him later on? They didn't have the same team. Like it's just so stupid. I mean, I I, I know this is like blasphemy. Alex Rodriguez is Alex Rodriguez is better than Derek Cheetah. It's not an argument. He's the better player. You can make the argument about who, who would you rather have? And you know, it's easy when Derek Jeter won a bunch of championships. So how can I argue? Yeah, one guy won championships, the other guy didn't. But Alex Rodriguez had seasons Derek Jeter couldn't dream of. I know that means nothing. It's all about the postseason. Quite honestly, Alex Rodriguez had one 
postseason that Derek Jeter couldn't dream of either. But Jeter was always there. Jeter always made the play. Jeter always came through. Granted, he's a great player. Great postseason player. Arguably the greatest shortstop of all time. But, like, you know, what what, what does that mean? Is there a model to build a team that's, you know, okay in the regular season and then turns it on the postseason? What's the model? How do you do that? Because every, every team in baseball is struggling with it. Every single team in baseball. They haven't had a back-to-back champion since 2020. There's been two other groups besides those late 90s Yankees. The early 2010s Giants that won three championships in, in five years, and that's probably uh, six years. That's probably close to what that guy's talking about, I suppose. Buster Posey's their best player. They do with a bunch of guys who come through, you know, in, in you know, the what's his name? Um, the Panda comes through with, you know, three home runs in a game. He goes off. Uh, uh, the starting pitcher has, well, I'm terrible with names today. Uh Baumgartner, uh, Sandoval and Bumgarner. Bumgarner co- turns into a, a postseason marvel. No, nobody knew that was coming. And they put together a bunch of years where, you know, they won three championships in six years. And now you could argue this current uh, version of the Astros, where over the last, they're in the, a- they're in the NLCS every single year. They've been in three World Series or four World Series, right? They're two and two. No, three World Series, two and one. I don't know, whatever. It doesn't matter. They're in the World Series all the time. They're in the ALCS all the time. They've put together a group that even loses people. It loses Springer. It loses Correa. And they're still there. They've done a wonderful job. But they built that with years of losing and losing. But if your premise is don't bring in the best players because it doesn't win you championships, it's the what do you do then? Bring in lesser players and hope you build a chemistry and a team like the late 90s Yankees? Good luck with that. Jake in Liberty. What's up, Jake? Hey, what's going on? Big what's, Mac. what's up, buddy? Uh, How are you? First of all, congratulations on your uh, new job. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, I really enjoy it. Um, the thing is, I want to say, is, yeah, I agree with Tony, best player. Of course, they should get him. But you have Donaldson, who is a liability on the field. DFA him, because what's the point of paying him all the money to just be an out automatic? Thanks, DJ. And then you got to bring up Peraza. I, well, I mean, I'm a yeah. I think that's fair. I think. Listen, if you ta- if you want to get away from the Otani conversation for a second, yeah. I mean, they're getting to that point. There's no doubt about it. They're, they're getting to the point where Donaldson is no longer a, a part of this team. He's he's. They probably get him to the trade deadline. He gets another few weeks. Yeah, but no one's taking him, so they have to get rid of. They have well, to no, no. Him. I don't. I don't mean trade him at the yeah. deadline. I'm saying the deadline for them to attack the position. Like they, I I don't know if they. I think they would give him to the deadline to see if they can trade for a third baseman. If they can't, then they'll bring up Peraza if this continues. Um, but yeah, yeah you got to get rid of him. DJ can't gotta, be an everyday you player. Get, you uh, put Severino in the bullpen. You got to get rid of him. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't. Right Severino's going to go on the IL. Would be my guess. But yeah, he gets. Yeah. I talked about. They are going to give him a, a time frame here to hopefully work on some stuff. That I'm hoping he's having like intense, you know, bullpens with Matt Blake and everything because you can push him back. He pitched. I forget which day he pitched, but it's been obviously a while with the All Star break, and you can slot him fifth in the rotation coming out of the All Star break. Give him almost two weeks without pitching, and then I'm giving him one or two more starts. That's it. Because if not, if not, Domingo might have been pitching average. Smith's getting better. Yeah, hundred percent. You can't. You can't allow. You can't. Yeah, and he's coming back in early August. You cannot allow Severino to go out there and blow games up every time out. Of course not. You cannot allow it. Then you ruin your bullpen for the next two days. No, well, they end up throwing kind of Falefa, so they don't ruin their bullpen. No, I agree with. Listen. Again, I'm not trying to tell you that this team's great. 
right now. They're struggling, and they, and they need – if they're not going to trade for Otani, which, again, we're having a discussion right now, and it, it's fun and it's interesting, and, and you know, Buster uh, Buster Posey, I'm thinking about the Giants now. Buster uh, only put the story out that the Yankees would be interesting, and I found some of the reaction to that story mind-boggling, so we're having some fun discussing it. But – and I think the Yankees should consider it, but, like, real – like, honest to God, really, how do they go about helping this team right now without the pipe dream or without the, you know, the real crazy dream of getting Otani? They they have to go out and get a left fielder, without question. Whether it's um, Bellinger, whether it's w- one of the three kids. I know Newt Barr sounds like it's a no-go for him, but uh, one of the other two guys from St. Louis who's having a miserable season, they're already out there saying they're going to, you know, make trades. I would love to bring a third baseman in here as well because right now I don't think they have one. As crazy as that sounds, forget Donaldson. DJ LeMay, was not there. He's not good enough to be the starting third baseman. So they got to get a third baseman. I'd love it to be Arenado. I would be, uh, I still think he's in the prime of his career having a great year, but those are, you got to give up big time prospects for him because he's under control for a while. Um, but I maybe if our last caller would want Scott Brocious, if we could find, I think he's like a hitting coach or doing something with his kids. If Scott Brocious can come down, I mean, you know how great he is in the World Series. Maybe we could figure that out. Or maybe Freeze. Is he still with St. Louis, David Freeze, or was that 13 years ago? I, I don't remember. But maybe Freeze could come up. You know, he he was unbelievable in the postseason. Or, I don't know, I'm trying to think, Brooks Robinson. Maybe just, you know, someone who was just, you know, pretty good, but, you know, won championships and was was obviously clutch in the big moments. Um, Sandoval, I just mentioned, he's probably still out there trying to make it through baseball. We can get him. But they obviously need a third baseman. To play, so you go out and trade for a third baseman. You trade for a left fielder. You probably still add a bullpen arm, maybe because you're worried about injury, and you always want to, you know, strengthen your weaknesses, but also never too bad to strengthen strength and really make that bullpen dynamic. I think they got to make a lot of moves. I really do. I think that, and I think they will. And if you can't get the third baseman, you bring up Peraza. Hopefully, that takes. I'm nervous about two rookies on the left side of the infield, but it is what it is. It's better than Donaldson. So, I mean, listen, there's a lot to do. I, and Judge has to come back. Like, those are all big ifs. I don't, I, I, they need a lot. But if we're going to have a conversation, and we can get into that as we go along the show, maybe get into the Yankees and Mets a little bit more of a deep dive on what they need to do moving forward. How do they project, project over the second half here? Maybe get into the scheduling a little bit, see what they're doing immediately, and then even moving into the summer when you expect Judge back. We can get more into the second half of the season as it's about to start finally later tonight. But, I mean, just craziness. Good players don't win. Brian in Rockville Center. What's up, Brian? Oh, man, I just took Brian. Sam in Manhattan. What's up, Sam? Hey, what's going on, man? I'm so glad to finally get on. I've been listening to this nonsense all day. With this, you know, the Shohei Otani. Anybody yeah. that thinks that the Yankees would not be in on Shohei Otani just don't know anything about, about the Yankees or baseball. I, you know, it, there are a few narratives that, to me, I'd like to kind of discuss that I've, I've been listening to uh, that I think are just, just out of out of left field. First off, the people that are comparing trading for Otani to trading for Soto, I mean, it's, it's not apples to apples. That's apples and oranges. When they traded for Soto, they had two and a half years of control. Of Soto. So Washington gave up their, I mean, excuse me, San Diego gave up their whole farm system. With Otani, it's a three-month rental. You're not trading your top prospects for three months of anybody. 
Um, I, I, see, I, th- I think I it's, report- yeah, I mean, I, I disagree with you on the idea that if it means you can sign him long term, that you trade the best prospects, you have to have an idea that you can sign him long term. Right, but the problem is you're not getting a you're not getting an exclusive window to negotiate with him. There you Otani's are. Otani's agent, Otani is going to be a free agent on the market to talk to everybody. His agent has a unicorn. There's nobody like him. Mm-hmm. He would be it would be malpractice for him, of course, to allow Otani to only negotiate with one club because they I, traded a couple of players. I, I understand that point. It, it, there is the possibility of him falling in love with with the team, Yankees or Dodgers yeah. or whoever. There's a chance, but Which also, yeah. But even if he makes it different, like, but let me ask you a question. But here's the point: Judge hit free agency, did he not? Yes. Did he get offered more did. money? Did he get offered more he did. money by another he did. team? Yeah. He, and he, he wanted did. to be a Yankee. And he wanted to be a Yankee. He's, so Otani, is so, Otani is so special. I'm willing yeah, to I trade pieces for three months of trying to convince him to stay long term. I agree with you because, in theory, I. My, so, what I've been saying for the last month is if I was the Yankees, I would trade for Arenado and then sign Otani in the offseason, right? But. Because in theory, three months of Otani for he's not the, the Yankees prospect. are not going to write the biggest check. I just really don't believe. Why I, don't... I think that that's the other thing that I wanted to talk about because I, I think that that's also wrong. But let me just okay. get back to the trade. Yeah, I agree. Right, that it's worth it for the Yankees to trade for Otani to get him there, to get him in a postseason run, to get him to fall in love with what it's all about. Because it was, and I can't agree with you more. The people that think that putting Shohei Otani on this team. And going into a postseason series with Cole, Rodon, and Otani and that bullpen, and going into a postseason where pitchers facing, you know, Bader, Otani, Judge, Rizzo, Stanton, Volpe, you're out of your mind if you don't think that the Yankees in that in that particular scenario will be World Series favorites. Like there's just no way. How I mean, I don't know. I don't know about World Series favorites necessarily because the the. The um the Braves have been so good, but that that is a yeah. But the Braves don't it's, have the it's in without it's, it's without question. It's without question one of the favorites to win the World Series, and they right. are they are going to the playoffs. If they trade for Otani, they're now, they're they're in the playoffs guaranteed, and they are as dangerous a team as there is in Major League Baseball. They're the team that no one would want to face in a short series, hundred percent of the pitching alone. And then, like I said. You're adding Judge hit 62 home runs last year. Otani may hit 60 this year. How are you pitching to them? Like, how are you pitching to them? Now, getting to the money, right? Mm-hmm. This narrative that the Yankees don't spend money, it really has to stop. I agree the with Yankees you. Gave, the Yankees gave Garrett uh, – they gave Cole the largest contract that a, a free agent pitcher has ever signed. Correct. To this date. Mm-hmm. Nine years, three hundred twenty-four million. Correct. Last year, they made Aaron Judge the highest-paid position player in baseball. Correct. What the Yankees have gotten away from is overpaying for a good player like a Carlos, uh, or, or like let's say, uh, uh, oh my gosh, the, the shortstop that's in Minnesota now. That you know, Correa. Uh, Correa, right? Correa is not a thirty-five million dollar year player. He hits two eighty. He hits twenty-four home runs. He's got a seven eighty OPS. Mm-hmm. That's an overpay. They're not doing that, right? The thing about Shohei Otani is, you know, Trey Turner's a great baseball player. He's a very good baseball player. Shohei Otani's a global icon. You put him in that uniform, the Yankees would make a billion dollars with Shohei Otani. You're not, it's, it's a different, it's a different, it's a different paradigm. 
So what the Yankees have, have always been willing to do is they will pay for the unicorn. They will pay for the guy, the one guy that's above everybody else. Mm-hmm. They're not just writing checks anymore for all these other guys. Right. No, I, I, to- I, I, I totally agree with you. I said in my open, when the Yankees want someone, they always they get them. But here's the thing. I don't agree with I, – I mean, excuse me. I don't disagree with anything you just said. I think the Yankees would be willing to give him a contract suitable enough to sign him. But here's the thing. The Yankees don't have, I don't think they do. I mean, obviously, they don't have the deepest pockets. If Cohen decides, if Cohen with the Mets decides what you just, all those reasons you just said, if he just wakes up one morning and says, I am throwing him the most money of anyone, then that's what's going to happen. So that's all I'm saying. It's not up to the Yankees. And the Dodgers can do the same thing and offer him the West Coast where he wants to stay. Here's a, can, I, can I just say something about the money? Because I agree with what you said, but the difference is this, though. The Yankees, so people confuse Steve Cohen's personal net worth mm-hmm. with the operating income of the team. Correct. He can write well, whatever check. He's worth $20 billion. I know because I come from Wall Street. I've, been, I've, I've studied yes. Steve Cohen yeah. for 20 years. I know who he is. Mm-hmm. The difference is the Yankees make more money, generate mm-hmm. more revenue than any other team in baseball. True. So they're writing out of their operating income. Steve yes. Cohen would have to literally transfer money from his personal account into the Mets account because they don't make the kind of money that the Yankees make. Correct. The Yankees, the Yankees right no, now. He would take it as right, a. He, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. He would take it as a loss and probably write it off in his taxes. Yeah, and I'm sure he would be willing to do that for Shohei Otani. Well, bingo. Then what are we? Then do, what are we discussing though? You're just talking about which pocket the money's coming from. Uh, I'm just telling you, either one, they're the they're the deepest pockets. Right. He can but do it. It's not like he I'm can't saying. do it because they don't have it. He has it. He can right. do it. If he right. wakes up and says, right. I'm getting the greatest player on the planet because all the things you just said, not only does it give me the best chance to win, right. but it's money this way, money that way. If he decides that, I the agree. Yankees have no record, they have no way to stop it. Well, no, but, but at, the, at the same time, they can. But Steve Cohen is also, he's not going to write Showway Town a billion dollar check just out. I mean, he has, he's a finance guy, so he has his parameters. Yes, yeah, so, but, and, the, and but yeah, but he has, but he has less parameters than the Yankees do, Sam. You, you, you just said he won't write him a billion dollar contract to outbid the Yankees. No, but they won't write a nine hundred billion dollar nine hundred million dollar contract to make him do a billion. They're going to offer right, him a. Re- they're going to offer that, him six. You, they're going to offer him five hundred million dollars, and the the Mets will come in with six. Like that's what's going to happen. I think the Yankees will go to six, but he, and here's why I think they'll go to six. Because okay. If you look at their roster, mm-hmm. right? Just in players, in Donaldson, IKF, Severino. Glaber, who I think that they're trading, the Yankees have almost sixty million coming off their payroll next year. Yes, the year after that they got twenty, another twenty million coming off of Rizzo. If you look at the team, the way they're constructed, they really only have money invested in Judge and Cole and yeah. Rodon now. Yeah. So if they if they just replaced Otani and Stanton for the next hand, the that's not, Stanton off, for the next handful of years. Stanton, yeah, too. the money's there. Like, the Yankees can afford to pay Again, Otani. Sa- Sam, we're talking in circles here because I don't disagree with you. The Yankees can afford Otani. I, there's no question in my mind. I'm not sure they will write that check. I, I, I'm not as confident as you that they will, but I, I don't think it's implausible either. People act like there's no chance this isn't George. He, he'll, Hal will never write that check. I disagree. I think there's a chance I, he writes it. I don't know if he will, but it's open for discussion. I think he'd consider it, and I think we could. it, it might happen. So we, And they have the money to afford it. I agree with you right. there, Sam. And Here's the, the only thing that, that we disagree on. All of that means nothing because whatever they will not put the biggest number in front of them. That it's just not okay. going to happen. So you, maybe it's possible. You could be. It's right. impossible. Could, say, no, no, I know. The thing, the, okay, They're not going to give the them though. the most. 
Okay. They didn't okay. give it, Judge the most. Know, do we know that? Do we know that? Do we know that Shohei Otani wants the most money? I, fair. At the end of the totally day, fair. He may have to make it. He may have to make a decision. I got six twenty on the on on the table for the Yankees for ten years, and Cohen's coming in at six fifty. Thirty million over ten years is three million a year. But, yeah. But right, I can win five World Series with the Yankees, and I I, I don't know if I'm getting that with the Mets. To, you to, know, so man, listen, but yeah, but I, I understand that, but. So yeah, so I don't really under, yeah, that's fair, but I don't know. So you're saying that you'd right. you'd you would rather take the chance that the not not trade away the prospects, let him no, hit no, free no, agency, no. Think, oh, and then offer the him the best they the can prospects. and see what he says. Here's the thing: I heard a report today that what the Angels are looking for because they also realize they're not getting anybody's top four prospects where guys going to be there in three months. So in order to maximize the first off the Angels, if they trade in Shohei Otani, they need pitching. Because the other thing is the people that, that say, well, you know, they had Trout and Otani and they still haven't won. Mm-hmm. So they have no pitching other than Otani. So they need pitching prospects. You know, two years ago, their GM, yeah. he had a draft. Yankees he don't really have great pitching prospects. Pitchers. Yeah, they don't really have great pitching prospects. I mean, they oh, got, the they, yeah, I mean, they not really, no. No, nah, listen. They got, so, what, the Brito? They got... Vasquez has come up and make night starts. No, 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 no. Forget about the upper minor guys. The Yankees, they're triple, they're they're double A in their high. Beto, whatever his name is, probably two best pitch. They got, they got, they got Drew Thorpe. You have Clayton Beater. Yeah, they have uh, Chase Hampton. If you look at their high, yeah, yeah, but that's far away. I don't know if they could do that. But that's what the Angels want, though. The report is that that's what the Angels want. They want guys in order to maximize the value. They want guys that are a little bit further away, but are high end guys. So if they can get four or five of those guys, listen. If you threw if you threw Nestor Cortez or Clark Schmidt to starting, I think that's. I, <laughs> yeah, I mean they're not gonna. I don't know about. I don't know about that. They might want some major league ready guys. Like I, I don't know, but I think they're gonna. If they were gonna make a deal with the Yankees, they're gonna want their best prospects and their best prospects. Despite the fact I'm there, there's some guys, you know, uh, Beater. You're right, Beater, who by the way they traded um, uh, Gallo for, has been moving up the farm system quick. Uh, but their best prospects are Peraza, Dominguez, like that, um, Austin Wells, Sweeney, uh, you know, Jones. Who's all, who's as tall as Judge? Like those are the guys. Most of the names you hear are not the pitching prospects. Yeah, they, they, you know some guys who are doing well in the minor leagues. Everyone has those, but they're they're like you said, high A. I I don't know what report you saw. I also saw a report that it's going to take MLB players as well as prospects. So I, I have no idea what they would want, but I can tell you what the Yankees' best offer would be, and that includes, namely, position players. But here's the one thing I know. I really feel very – the Yankees are not going to write the biggest check. There's no there's no way about it. There's The Mets will write a, a, a bigger number. The Dodgers might write a bigger number. The Padres seem to just be – they don't care how many zeros they put on checks. doesn't matter how many players. Now it's like, oh, they'll be fine with signing Soto. They'll be fine. I mean, how many contracts could they possibly give out? But I don't think it'll be the Yankees. That's why I want to trade for them and convince them to stay. And again, I, I don't even it's 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 a pipe dream we're just having this discussion. But he's so good that you have to consider it. He's so good you have to consider it. And I agree with the last caller. The the name the the first thing that drove me absolutely nuts, you know, driving around listening today, seeing reports, the idea that the Yankees shouldn't do it because they're not good enough at the moment, that's crazy. 
They are a absolute one of the handful. They are a dangerous team with Otani. They are, with without question, one of the favorites to win the World Series. 877-337-6666. Continue to take your phone calls. We'll get into some other things. Obviously, we still got the deadline approaching with Saquon Barkley. Quinn and Williams signed his contract. Plus a couple other fun things. We, you know, maybe we'll have a daddy, what are you doing on the pot? What are you still doing on the potty segment? Because I did look at something today while I was hiding from my children. Something happened on a, on a golf course today we got to get to. And then maybe I was thinking the best, I did my favorite power ballad, which is Brian Adams, Please Forgive Me, which no one seems to think is a power ballad. Maybe I've missed the boat here. To me, it's a power ballad. You ever hear it? There's a lot of, I mean, it's not like shredding guitars, but there's guitars and and he screams, sings. It's awesome. It's a power ballad to me. But I've been thinking also, for whatever reason, I heard a song today that, in my opinion, is the best movie soundtrack song of all time. Now, by this, I mean it has to be a song that pretty much came out with the movie. It can't be, you know, Fortunate Son by uh, Creedence Clearwater because it's it's in the... Forrest Gump soundtrack. Like, no, I mean, the movie that was, it might not have been written for the for the song necessarily, for the movie, but it came out with the movie. The song I'm thinking of was, the video has the movie in it. Like, it was made for the movie. So I was thinking, best movie song, because I heard it today. So I'll give you that. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this. Why? A lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. I'm Glennon Doyle, author of Untamed and host of the podcast We Can Do Hard Things. On We Can Do Hard Things, my wife Abby, my sister Amanda, and I talk honestly about the hard parts of life. Join us and guests like Michelle Obama, Tracy Ellis Ross, and Brene Brown as we have refreshingly honest conversations. New episodes are out every Tuesday and Thursday. So listen to and follow We Can Do Hard Things, an Odyssey podcast, available now for free on the Odyssey app and everywhere you get your podcasts. We know what we think. What do you think? Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit superbook.com. So I saw the picture on Twitter. It's official. Joe Beningo has played golf with Coach Sala. It's official. I saw the tweet. He put it out there. Him and the coach out on the golf course along with his lovely wife, Terry. In his high green neon socks, it finally came to fruition. I would have loved to have been on that golf course with them. Because you know Joe can't help himself. You just know it. Even jokingly, he's he's he had to have made cracks, uh, you know, about hard knocks and just telling him, like he said, yeah, you have to win week one. This is it now. You got Rogers. We, we can't take this. You got to win, coach. Over and over, it must have been a miserable experience. You know, he brought up Quinn and Williams too, right? Oh, I'm sure. And yeah, do you that's a good think point, yeah. that Salah told him, "Hey, just wait a couple hours"? Yeah, maybe. Or did Salah just sit there and take all of it, knowing yeah. 
that it was going to happen. That's actually a funny. What if? Because I would imagine Salah isn't necessarily in every discussion. What if Salah got notified that it was a done deal on the golf course? It's with, possible, it's but possible. and he definitely knew. Like he was oh. probably looped in enough to know that it's, it's close. We're yeah. near the finish line. Yeah, yeah, that would be. Imagine that. So you know, I found out about the Quinn Williams. I was on the golf course with the coach. He gets the call. He FaceTimed me in. So there I am talking to Joe Douglas. And then I put one in the woods. <laughs> I said, Joe, that's great. You're going to get Dalvin Cook next or what? Yeah. <laughs> great. Better win. <laughs> but, yeah, he was he was worried about if that was going to happen. You know, the, uh, Coaches are busy. But apparently Salah plays like a ton of golf, like a ton. But he finally got out there with Joe. And I haven't, unfortunately, because of my injury – Someone hit me up on Twitter. I don't know if you heard. I got injured at the Tiki and Tierney versus Carton and Roberts softball game on June 17th. The game was on June 17th. It is now July, what's today, the 14th now? We're talking about it's a month. And I, it's pretty much all gone. I still feel it on very deep breaths on my side. And if I lie on that side without my arm as protection, like if you were to sleep, you know, and you put your arm out a little bit and the side is directly on the bed, I still feel it a little bit. But I'm afraid to re-injure it. I'm not even sure what it is. But someone hit me up on Twitter saying they think I tore the cartilage in between my ribs. That that's what the injury sounds like to him. But it's no longer really painful to the touch. Uh, I don't really feel it on anything I do. Occasionally, on a deep breath or a cough or sneeze, I can feel it a little bit. I was just reaching for a ground ball, man. I was playing third base, bullet down the line, bent over to reach across my body, because I'm right-handed, so my gloves on my left hand, I reach across my body, and I just felt and heard like, <laughs> and it's been a month. So I haven't played golf in a month. Not that I'm very good at it, but yeah, I haven't played golf in a month. Very disappointed. But Joe's out there with the coach. Good for him. Jason and Waterbury. What's up, Jason? Yo, McMonagle, what's up, bro? Yo, what's up, bro? Hey, listen, man. Um, You know, I... I I, I just I got a couple things. Yeah. Um, first of all, right with with um with the Yankees and and training for Otani, you know what? I necessarily think that it's probably not going to happen because you're going to have to take back Rendon's contract, and there's no way the Yankees are doing that. No, I don't think you, two, they wouldn't do that. No, nor do I think you have to. That could that potentially could be a way to attack it. Maybe you could convince certain teams. I, I agree with you. The Yankees wouldn't do it, but yeah, uh, but there are that could. But I don't think you have to. I think you can give them enough prospects to just get it done by itself. But that could be a way to attack it for a different team, like, say, the Mets, who are willing to take on more money and spend as much as that owner wants to spend. Where you can say, I'll give you lesser prospects, but I'll take that contract. But you're right, the Yankees won't do that. And listen, another thing, I know they spend a ton of money on Cole, but you know what? What about what about Machado? What about Harper? Those were needs. They needed Machado to play third. Look at now. Now they've got to go. Yeah, I don't, I don't think. they got to go looking around for a third base, but yeah, not because I don't, they don't have one. Yeah, well, because, yeah, I don't, I don't think they agreed with you at that time. And well, it's easy, I mean, and, it's, and that's, I mean, Machado, and that's Machado's probably a, a generational third base. But I mean, he's, yeah, he's, range, he's, he's got a third base. Yeah, he's he's very good. I but they they that guy in. I know, but they thought they had answers at that position. They well, they, they were wrong. They have answers. What Josh Donaldson? I mean, listen, no, that th- trade, Josh Donaldson's listen, this Donaldson year. That, trade, okay. Listen to me. That Donaldson trade you, is the worst trade in the history of the Yankee franchise. And um, then they let the twins. Then they let the twins uh, slither in and sign uh, sign Carlos Correa. Who's that's been who's been dread who's been dreadful for them and they're regretting every dollar they've given them. But um, 
You're right. It's a bad trade, but let's let's uh, attack a couple of the first things you're saying. He wasn't signed the same year the Donaldson trade. He was signed before that. He was signed when they thought Andujar was rookie of the year, and they thought they had all these young guys they were going to have to pay. Glaber Torres had 38 home runs the year before he was signed. They had Glaber Torres. They had Judge. They had Sanchez, who 38 home runs the year that Machado was signed. They thought they had all these young kids who were going to be the core of the team that they were going to have to pay, and then they trade for Stanton on top of it because it fell into their laps and they felt that they couldn't say no. So they know they have Stan's payroll. They want to put money into the rotation. And now they've got young kids who are the core of the team who eventually they're going to have to pay. And they said, no, we don't need Machado. No, we don't need Harper. Now, in hindsight, being 2020, it seems like absolute blunders. And even at the time, I thought it was probably silly to not even talk to Bryce Harper. But those are that's the answers, and that's why I consistently go back to the failings of the Baby Bombers as a lot of the reasons why the team is the way it is, because they thought they had answers in places they didn't and passed up on better options. That, but that, that's, that's what I think happened with those two guys in particular. So I, it's, not, it's easy to say, oh, for who, Donaldson? No, that's, that's after the other options they thought they had failed. And I agree with you that the Josh Donaldson trade was a failure. But what I don't agree with, and I heard this today, too. I want to say this, by the way. This, this is another comment that Sal just, like, glossed over. And, I, and this goes back to my defending Brian Cashman when I feel he needs defending, which is quite a lot because I think people go crazy. The trade for Josh Donaldson was awful, and it was bad from the jump because of the amount of money Donaldson makes. He's, he was no longer worth $25 million. And he certainly wasn't worth that much more than Gio or Shella, you know, but he is better and was better than Gio or Shella. All right? It's easy to say it now. He's been terrible as a Yankee. So clearly, I'm, and don't get me wrong, they would have been better off with Gio or Shella if they didn't make the trade, even though now he's got a broken pelvis. You don't know if that would have happened. But at the time of the trade, I hated it because of the money and partially because it allowed them to sign Correa. It, that ended up not being a big issue because Correa sucks, or at least isn't nearly as good as we all thought he was going to be. But still, I hated everything about it. It seemed like he was duped. He took on too much money. They turn around and sign Correa. The whole thing. Hated all of it. Never liked the trade from Jump Street. But to be fair, to be fair, Josh Donaldson, up until that point, had always been, and including the moment they made the trade, better than Gio Urshela. There's no discussion. And he's just as good defensively. And he's been an impact bat his entire life. They picked up Gio Urshela for $25,000 because he couldn't cut it as a utility infielder. And then the Yankees brought him to prominence. But Donaldson had an 840 OPS, hit 26 home runs, and drove in 80 RBIs or 70 RBIs the year before the trade with the with Minnesota. He was nothing like he is now. He wasn't the MVP anymore, yes. He wasn't worth $25 million, absolutely. But he was still better than Gio Urshela. Not for a second did I think they were going to be worse at third base. Not for a second. It wasn't worth the money, the difference they were going to be. But I thought, and everybody thought, they were going to be better at third base. And then Brian Cashman makes the comment when talking about the trade that, hey, listen, we love Gio. He's great, but he's not Josh Donaldson. That is an accurate statement at the time. It ends up looking foolish now because he sucks. 
But at the time, that was a fair statement. And someone called up and said it was disrespectful to Gio Urshela. I heard that call today with Sal, that it was disrespectful to Gio Urshela to say he's not Josh Donaldson. Josh Donaldson has won an MVP. Josh Donaldson is hitting the middle of the lineup of a myriad of playoff winning teams, uh, whether it be Atlanta, whether it be Toronto. And the year before, he was better than Gio Urshela. Saying so is not disrespectful to Gio Urshela, who was brought here and made his career on the chance Brian Cashman gave him. So let's be fair about things. Awful trade, awful trade from the minute it was made because of the money. Josh Donaldson's end up being terrible. They need to cut him now. All that's fair. The idea we all knew we were getting a worse player than Gio Urshela, you didn't. The idea saying that he's that he was better than Gio Urshela is disrespectful? Nonsense. Nonsense. Disrespectful to Gio Urshela, who was floundering until he became a Yankee, until Brian Cashman gave him a chance to play third base? Disrespectful? This is why I get mad. And this is why I defend him. Because we go too far in our comments. We go too far in the hate. It's an awful trade. But let's not make it seem like we knew he was going to be this bad. There was no indication. Go back and look at all the websites who do uh, you know, write-ups on players heading into the season. Nobody. I've seen a couple of them. All of them. Thought Josh Donaldson was on his way to having a, another 800 OPS, you know, diminishing. Sure, maybe his power would diminish. It's still the back end of his career. Nobody thought he was going to fall off a cliff. Nobody. He has... And even for the money, bad trade from the jump. Hated it. But somehow he was disrespectful to Gio Urshela, who made his career. It's That's when we go too far. Like, And we all knew Josh Donaldson was going to be garbage. We did not. We knew he wasn't the MVP anymore, and we knew he wasn't worth $25 million. But it, you thought he was going to have a 600 OPS? And have 14 hits halfway through the season. You knew that. Now he doesn't get paid on. You know Brian Cashman doesn't get. You know rewarded on. Or judged on what he knew prior. He gets judged on results. Totally agree. Awful trade. But it's it's you can't go back and revision his history. And say you knew it was awful from the second it was made. And then he was disrespectful for Gio Rochella to say. Josh Donaldson is better. He was better. Every second. From the moment until he put on the pinstripes. Bobby in the Bronx. What's up, Bobby? Much about McAdoo. Yes, sir. And the AM signal goes wild at night. So I know you're here. I'm, who knows? I could be heard in Puerto Rico right now. I've had people say that you can yeah. hear late at night all the way in, like down. You got to. Sorry. One more, I accidentally. You got to put the phone pop back on, Mike. Yeah, I'm sorry, buddy. What's up? Oh, you didn't hear, you didn't hear what I said? No, Beningo what? Is going to probably get a cameo on Hard Knocks. He's got to get it. I pitch it I, I, I wish they would have done it. Or I don't know if there's already cameras down there. I wish they would have played golf later where that would have been more of a possibility. I don't know if the well, cameras are following him around just yet. Well, Beningo's showing up at training camp with like a gross of white castles or something. I mean, we can only dream. <laughs> Mac, the week has been great. People love you. That's the bottom line. That's all that matters. Uh, before I get to the sports, I always like to put, do some pie fillers, but I think this really 
would work. This would be perfect. If you get Pat from the Bronx and he does the 3 o'clock promo for you and, and Pat comes on with that Orson Welles voice, it's 3 o'clock hour with Chris McMonaco. The show continues. Even if you don't like sports, you're going to freeze and want to know what's coming next. And then the Big Mac will come on. All right, so let's look at it. The Yankees in the late 90s, the uh, Giants have won three in six years. Folks, if you don't know baseball, those teams had great pitching. They had great starting pitching, and they had great pitching in the bullpen. I mean, Tim Lincecum was the classic. The first time they won, he was the Cy Young, Mr. No-Hitter. The second time they won, the poor kid was coming out of the bullpen. The third time he, he they won, he was warming up the pitches in the bullpen, but he got three titles. Um, that's the way I look at it. Now, the Yotani uh, sweepstakes, um, I, I think the wild card in this is going to be where he wants to live. I don't think it's going to come down to who gives up the mo- most amount of money. That's going to be the bottom line. I know he definitely loves living in Orange County, and that's where the, where the Angels play. That's where Anaheim is, is in Orange County with the uh, Disney World. But listen, folks, why not bring him in? Yankees in the playoffs. You don't like the sound of Cole and Otani 1-2? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and listen, the Yankees are hoping with Judge that he pulls a Bryce Harper. Like last year, Bryce Harper had to get surgery, but he put it off. He DH'd. I know it's a different injury, but you can put it off. But, you know, because if he gets surgery now, if he needs it, let's put it into it because they're not telling us, then the season's gone. But if he can play and heal up a little bit, how does it sound with, you know, Judge second of, and Otani uh, batting third? Of you course. Know, no, I mean, it's crazy. I completely agree with you, Bobby. It's nuts. It's nuts to think that that doesn't make them a World Series contender. Of course it does. It's crazy talk. It's absolutely crazy talk. I, I mean, I, I can't even imagine how anyone could think it. it the rotation makes it, it's the best pitching staff in baseball if he's on it. Limo Driver Ed, what's up, Limo Driver Ed? What are we doing out in Asbury Park? What's up, buddy? How you? Hey, buddy, how you doing? This good, morning? how are you? How you feeling? All righty. I'm good. You know, with the Tony, man, I mean, if, if, if you do any kind of uh, trade, you're going to have to give up the farm, man. You're going to have to give a lot for that guy. You know, I mean, he's not your ordinary guy, you know. Um, no, of course. I, I just speak, you know what I'm saying? But also, too, I feel that, okay, I know that type of money. Listen, these contracts between quarterbacks and NFL and what we have going on with Major League Baseball, it, it's getting outrageous. I mean, really, because you, really, you can't really help your team. I mean, even just saying, like, with NFL, the quarterback, $60 million soon. It's, it's just crazy, man. Burrow, he's got to get paid. It's all these other quarterbacks got to get paid. But when does it end? When does it stop? You know, where why don't the quarterbacks just have their own salary cap? Because you can't bring nobody back. You know, look what happened to the Rams. It's, it's just that these, these prices, it's just getting outrageous. And like I said, if you put a Tani in your team, He's got Mike Trout that can't stay healthy. He's a $400 million man. The guy has been hurt for the past three or four years. They're not winning the Angels. And you got both of those guys there. It's, you, you're never going to win, bro. I, that's the way I feel. Mm-hmm. You know, you, it's getting outrageous. You know, these prices, I'm, I mean, I understand paying a guy, you know, where guys years ago didn't even see this type of money. But, you know, you tell me I come all the way from Pennsylvania to go see a Jets game. I just paid just to sit up top almost $4,000. Mm-hmm. 
right? Yeah. Four thousand dollars for tickets, just for one ticket, bro. Come on. And, and then you know, where? No, where? Wait, you're man, not spending can... four thousand dollars on one ticket to go see a jet game in the upper deck, bro. And listen, I paid that and the tickets that I got plus the parking pass plus the upgrade everything. That's what I paid. Jeez. And they also too is I put down. Listen, I Who put they... down three grand. You, you know what he said to me is. Hey, don't worry about it. You can finance the rest. This is what it's became. <laughs> Where they're so desperate now, you know? No, I understand. I know. I, I think, look, the money's crazy. We can, we can talk about the money all we want. It makes no, like, we can't understand it. We can't comprehend it. But Otani's worth everything he's going to get paid. Because he's going to bring in amount of money. Like, I, honestly, during his prime, you know how much LeBron James was probably worth? The amount of impact he had on that, the franchise of a team? When he was with Cleveland, they were in the NBA Finals. When he left there, they win 20 games. I mean, he, and the amount of money he brings to the community, the city, uh, the, the arena, everything. I mean, he's worth $100 million a year easy, LeBron James. So it's, it's all relative. And the same thing with Otani. I mean, yeah, I mean, the numbers get crazy. I get it. And, that's, and part of it is, you know, I agree with you too. The owner and the, that goes to the point of how much money Hal Steinbrenner spends. I know one caller call up and say it's unfair to get on him for how much money he spends. I, I, I think he, sp- he still spends a lot of money and enough money to win, but he could spend more. If you look at the revenue, that the, the percentage of how much the revenue has grown over the last handful of years compared to how much the payroll has grown, the revenue has outgrown the payroll by a lot. By a lot, even with the, the 2020 COVID year, which is what they'll try and tell you. So he could spend more money. Plus, the, the prices they charge, on, you know, I don't, it's not $4,000 to go see a Yankee game, but the prices they charge for 81 games for beer and hot dogs and bacon on a stick. Threw that in for you, Craig. That's right, bacon on a stick at Yankee Stadium. And I, all that kind of stuff. And now they're putting patches on the uniform to make an extra $25 million a year. The Yankees are all, it's a business. I don't blame them. That's, that's America. That's capitalism. Go out and make your money. But... Any, it is reasonable for any Yankee fan to think the Yankees should spend more money. How much more? I don't know. I think they spend enough to win. I think, I think Hal can put his head on the pillow at night and thinks he, he gives the team the resources to win. Right? Cashman has made moves with money that haven't worked out. Totally agree. He's been bad for two years. He should, this team should be better with the payroll they have. Same thing's going on in Queens. That team should be much better with the payroll they have. But the Yankees spend enough to win, but they could spend more. Absolutely. 877-337-6666. You can also hit me up on Twitter. And so I got uh, sportreporters.com hitting me up talking about Donaldson. I'm sorry. I don't care what anybody says. And, you you know, you could say my street cred is getting hurt. People are going to think less of me with this take. Josh Donaldson was declining as any baseball player does in his age. Do you remember what Urshela looked like the year, the last year he was with the Yankees? He couldn't stay healthy. He could barely run. And now he's got a broken pelvis. I'm not saying he didn't replace Alex Rodriguez. He's a better player than Gio Urshela. Or at least he was. Now he's not a better player than anybody. Totally agree. But if you look at in 21 when they traded for him, he was 35, so you knew you were getting him for his 36th season. And you know he still has bat speed. He's hit 10 home runs already this year. He's had in, in, in 100 at-bats, 
he's got 10 home runs. You know how many home runs that puts him on pace for over the course of a regular season? If he plays if he plays a full season, you're talking about you know, four or five hundred at bats, he's on pace for 40 home runs. Now, the problem is he's on pace for 20 singles. I'm not trying to I'm just telling you, he's still got bat speed at the very least. He's hitting home runs. As awful as he is, and he is awful. Don't I'm not trying to justify his play as a Yankee. But if you look back to 2021, right? He played a, 135 games in Minnesota, 543 plate appearances. He had 26 home runs, 72 RBIs. He hit 247. His OPS was 827. And you see how he still plays defense. That's a, considering every other year of his career, which he went from, right, let's just go back to 2018. Okay? 2018. 2018, he had a a final OPS of 800, which is the lowest of his career until he became a Yankee. So 2018, OPS of 800. 2019 with Atlanta, OPS of 900. So at 33, he hit 37 home runs, drove in 94 RBIs, hit 260, and had an OPS of 900. In 2020, the short year, he had an OPS of 842. So he went from 900 to 842, and then in 2021 to 827. So over those three years, he declined 60 OPS points, and then he declined 15 OPS points. Then he declined 150 OPS points to the Yankees. Again, bad trade, particularly for the money. I didn't think they were bringing in an all-star or someone who's going to help drive them to the postseason or be a you know be the guy in the middle of the lineup along with Judge, but they I thought they were getting a decent above-average major league hitter, and so did everybody else. Even if he declined another little bit to an 800 OPS or an 810 OPS, fine. He completely fell off a cliff. And if you want to pretend like you knew that was coming, go ahead. I'm not going to. And this isn't in defense of Cashman. I can't say it loud enough. Terrible trade. The trade was terrible. Brian Cashman got outplayed by the Minnesota Twins. It was a terrible trade. I was on the night it happened, and I killed him for it. Because the contract that the Minnesota Twins gave um, uh, the the – Correa was the perfect contract to give the for the Yankees to give him. It was a one-year deal. It was the perfect contract to get a great player at second at shortstop to be that gap until Volpe. It was perfect. And instead, they took on Donaldson's $25 million and let Minnesota do it. It was a horrendous trade. But if you think that they should have expected getting a 600 OPS player from it, I think that's unfair. Call me crazy. He went from 827 OPS to a 660 OPS. So if you think that's a a reasonable expectation, that that's what they were trading for and everybody knew it, then I disagree with you. But I can't even do that. Even that makes me a Yankee shill. Even that makes me some kind of Cashman apologist. I can't, in no way, shape, or form can I even say, hey, I mean, who saw that coming? Nope. I can call all day and long how terrible a trade it was, not good enough. 
I can't admit that I didn't expect him to have a 150-point drop in his OPS. I'm an idiot. I ha- I, Cashman's a moron in every aspect. There's no gr- You can't even broach the subject of who saw that coming. Otherwise, you're a shill and a fanboy. Meanwhile, let's be totally honest, too, with this fanboy stuff. It's starting to piss me off. Sal Licata all day long saying the same thing about this team is going to turn it around. With, he's talking about the team can go to the World Series and win the World Series even without Otani. All day long he's saying it. Evan Roberts, same thing, but because I'm a Yankee fan, I'm the shill who says it. So all I'm saying is they can. The season's not dead. They're not over. And Brian Cashman's not the worst GM in history. Sal Licata, Evan Roberts say the exact same thing. Nobody gets on him. Me, I'm this Yankee shill who defends. I'm a Brian Cashman fanboy because I don't want his head on his because I don't want his head on the spike. It's too much now. It's all too much. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. I'm Glennon Doyle, author of Untamed and host of the podcast, We Can Do Hard Things. On We Can Do Hard Things, my wife, Abby, my sister, Amanda, and I talk honestly about the hard parts of life. Join us and guests like Michelle Obama, Tracy Ellis Ross, and Brene Brown as we have refreshingly honest conversations. New episodes are out every Tuesday and Thursday. So listen to and follow We Can Do Hard Things, an Odyssey podcast, available now for free on the Odyssey app and everywhere you get your podcasts.